Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, it's Steve Sparky. Fiverr time for another Milwaukee sports time out here on 1250 AM. Uh, the fan and every time... Uh, we do a Milwaukee sports timeout. We got to talk about who it's brought to you by, and it is brought to you by the new, brand new Potawatomi sports book. Uh, and again, if you haven't been there yet, well, you need to he- head yourself on over there. Bet on all your favorite sports twenty four seven. Enjoy over seventy self service kiosks, wall to wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig. Dot com. Uh, Tim Muma joins us now of Brewer Fanatic. Tim, uh, the Brewers eliminated from the playoffs. That was quick. It took only two games. What did you think was the biggest issue for the Brew crew against the D-backs? Really a, a full team letdown, I would say. Um, but I, it's hard not to point to, to Burns as sort of being the catalyst. Uh, you know, you know, you lost Woodruff. You have your supposed ace out there in game one. And not only did he struggle, obviously, to get through five innings in game one, but that sort of set the uh, set the tone for the rest of that game. Set the tone for game two, knowing uh, you know knowing Freddie Peralta is going to have to go as long as he can, and that's probably why Council pushed him a little too far. Didn't go to the bullpen sooner. Guys weren't fully rested. It's just sort of cascaded from there. But I mean, when you look at it, it was I mean offense typical issues. Pitching didn't shut down games and management decisions both on the field and and even before the game started. Uh, yeah, the roster decision of Jesse Winker playing. I mean, look, he got two at bats. I, that's not the reason you lost the two games. Uh, he should he have been on there? Obviously, obviously, no, he should not have been on that roster. It should have been Mitchell um, if you were going to have to have an outfielder. But uh, having said all of that, again, Corbin Burns is your one, so he's supposed to be your Cy Young guy. Your you know, yeah. your all-star, uh, and you can't even get through five innings in your outing. Freddie Peralta that comes back in game two, which should have been Woodruff had he not been hurt. Uh, Peralta gets through five. In both cases, three runs and two runs should be enough if your bullpen does their job for you to win, providing you can score. Both scenarios, they score early and then can't score after that. They left, what, 11 guys on base, I think, in that first game? You cannot continuously have guys on second and third or second or third with less than two outs and not be able to push across a run. It's been something going on all season, and it carried over into the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what makes it so frustrating, especially, like you said, both games. Coming out, scoring in the first inning, obviously in game one, they also tacked on a couple more runs early. Uh, you know, and, and you're not saying that you should have to hold a two, three run lead the whole game, but if you look at every other wild card game, every other wild card game, six other games, the team that took the lead early never lost the lead. Yep. And the Brewers did it twice. And they're supposed to be built on pitching 
especially having that special relief core that they have. And, you know, again, Burns, it went away fast. Uh, Peralta, you know, us in the stands, we were talking about it. A lot of us would have went to the bullpen before he started that sixth inning because you could see him starting to get hit. But that's the kind of pressure that gets them put on your pitching staff when you're not driving in runs, like you mentioned. And, and if you don't need base hits. And look, they had some bad luck. Don't get me wrong. Of course, there's bad luck. But I, I'm still getting tired of that narrative of, well, there's randomness. There's bad luck. Yeah. But at some point, guys have to step up and just do the job. I mean, a great example that obviously didn't score any runs, but the eighth inning in game two, Yelich dropping down the bunt to start the inning. That's a winning baseball play. Where is that the rest of the, the game where you can't score at all? Innings three through nine, neither game, no runs for the Brewers. That's, it's just, again, it, it's year after year it's been. Like, it's great they're getting to the playoffs, but the, the lack of uh, or the inability to score runs and, and put the pressure on the, on the pitching, man, it's just been – it's been hard to watch, and it's been. It almost feels like a waste in, in, in some way. Um, you know, you love that they're getting to the postseason, winning divisions. I'm never going to take that for granted, but boy, it just feels like you've wasted a number of years here. Talking with Tim Muma of Brewer Fanatic, a great website. Definitely want to check that out as you broadcast from the Wendy's Studios. Wendy's new loaded nacho cheeseburger is seriously a game changer when it comes to burgers. It's got fresh poblano queso, crunchy tortilla strips, and even a jalapeno cheddar bun. Look, you owe it to yourself to try the new loaded nacho cheeseburger at Wendy's. I'm not saying your future depends on it, but I am saying it'll be a lot better if you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new loaded nacho cheeseburger. Uh, I, I do Sparky Lives now at 1130 uh, on the 1250 uh, app, or at least we're trying to get it done. It's been a struggle as of late. Uh, so eventually, hopefully, this will get strained out and everybody will be able to listen to it and enjoy it. But it's going to be Monday through Friday at 1130. And the one I did today, I, I simply proposed that they just blow this up uh, enough. Like, move Burns, move Woodruff, move Devin Williams, trade him this offseason, get the prospects, get the guys that are ready to play at the major league level but are blocked in their organizations, uh, and start this thing over. Uh, and you have a couple of pitchers that will be here eventually, whether it's Mizorowski or Rodriguez, uh, whoever it may be, uh, and you, yeah, you might not be good for the next year or two, but if council is moving on, now is the time to do it if you're going to do it. I, I just don't want to be in a position like where they were with Fielder, where you go into the last year go, okay, well, if we're in it, we're keeping them. They were in it, they kept them, they didn't finish, and then you lose Fielder for nothing, and I have a sneaking suspicion that the owner of this team is going to tell them, well, we're going to do the same thing. If we're in it, I want to hold on to them uh, and see if we can get to the postseason again, and in my opinion, that's the wrong decision. Yeah, boy, there's a ton of decisions to make this this off season, and I think uh, I think uncertainty with Woodruff really is is kind of becoming a bigger issue because of, of the injury concern. Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of people thought, well, even if you're not going to resign Burns, maybe Woodruff stays on it for a couple more years. Uh, maybe you still have a couple of years to to build around a couple of guys, but but there is some thought. I agree that if Council's moving on. You should trade Burns at this point. Um, maybe it is time to just go young and and really stockpile and start making decisions on, okay, when do we want to really buy in? When do we want to – I'm not saying free agency. That's not necessarily where they're going to go. But, you know, making those decisions on who we're going to extend, who we trust to keep in the system, and who we want to trade. I mean, you have all those outfielders, and obviously they traded uh, Ruiz in the offseason to get Contreras, and that ended up being huge. But at some point, I think you do have to decide, all right, of our five top prospects, who do we really believe in? And the other, you know, maybe three of them. And then two of them we're going to trade to get proven, reliable guys, whether that's this offseason, next offseason. Because I think they just play it safe a bit too much. And especially when you have younger players that you think you can rely on, which you saw that this year, whether it's, you know, Uribe and, and some of the outfielders. That's when you got to make some splashes and make some big moves elsewhere. Because if you mess up, well, you're fine because you still can – you know, limit that payroll with the guys you're using. So 
look, I don't know which direction they're going to go, and it's going to take a little bit of time. All of us at Brew Fanatic, we're going to be trying to break that down all through the offseason. But um, that's certainly an option to, to blow it up and say, hey, let's give us a couple of years and build through the young guys and then make a run again. But but really try to do it the right way. And, and I'm not saying push all the chips onto the table, but make a little bit more of an effort as far as those big moves to actually win in the postseason and not just the, the NL Central, which nobody in the NL Central is winning in the playoffs, by the way, the last five years. I, uh, I, I've i said this before and everybody poo-poos me and I don't really care. I'm going to continue to say it and I'm going to say it <laughs> to be Matt. I'm going to say it. No, I'm going to say it to Matt Arnold. I'm going to say it to everybody over there that'll listen to me. This offseason should be about moving South Freelich to second base. That's what this should be about. Mm. And your outfield then next year to start, if you want Yelich <laughs> in the outfield, fine. It's Yelich, it's Mitchell, and it's Joey Wimmer in the outfield. If you're saying, I want Jackson Cheerio up right away. Okay, then it's Cheerio, Mitchell, and Weimer, and Yelich is your designated hitter. That infield then should be Adamas at third, Terang at shortstop, Freelick at second, Tyler Black at first, Contreras is catching, and let's just go. Yeah, it's a bunch of young guys. It's a bunch of inexperience. You may struggle as they try and figure things out. I get it. But that's a way where you keep all your bats. Now, again, with Aquero coming behind Contreras, maybe he's the guy that gets moved eventually if you believe in Contreras. Uh, but the, these other bats, you can hold on to all of them. It can be like Braun and Hardy and Hart and Fielder. And all of these guys can roll together. And then it's just a matter of you know finding uh, one or two of those veteran-type pitchers to get you through to your younger pitchers get up here i'm fine with keeping guys i i'm i'm with probably the majority i don't see the free like the second base thing um i don't think he's done much of that in, in pro ball or anything but look i mean they've tried things before i'm not saying it, Bill it can't Hall happen played I, like every position known to man and he made the yeah, switch at the well, major league level yeah when you move him up to center field that was a disaster though so there's only sure. certain things you can do and usually usually you know i'm an infielder so of course i feel this way but moving an infield to the outfield usually works better than an outfielder to the infield just saying he's athletic um, enough I, to do it yeah no for sure there's just different you know there's little things that you have to, to sure. learn and manage i'm not yeah. i'm not saying it can't happen and if you're going to go full rebuild and you know let's take a few years and you want to explore that that's fine because he can probably still play the outfield if it doesn't work um, I just think you have to really sit down and, and if you're the Brewers, figure out, though, who do we really believe in? Because I know it's kind of like the bite to the apple thing with getting to the playoffs. Well, the more guys we have, the more chance that somebody's going to hit. And I get that. But then that also means if you hang on to guys and a bunch of them don't pan out and now you got nothing for any of them. Where if you maybe would have tried to, to deal a Weimer or a Mitchell or whatever at some point, maybe you brought in that reliable bat. So. You know, I, again, I understand the stockpiling talent and finding positions for them, and I think the Brewers typically do do things like that. And uh, by the way, 100% behind Tyler Black getting his uh, shot next year at first base DH role. 100% behind that one. Um, but I, I think that's that's kind of the fun part of this again is seeing where they're going to go, what the direction is, and, and sort of growing with the team again. Uh, it is it is hard though to blow it up when you keep feeling like you're you're right there and you just need a few more moves to push over the top. But it's counsel the manager to help do that. Is he going to be gone? Does Arnold have the the right moves in his back pocket? All those are such big question marks that, um, you know, I, to your point, it might be the right and best time to to give it a couple of years to to do this thing a little bit differently. You know, that's the thing about counsel. We we everybody's like, whoa, he's going to go to the Mets. He's going to follow Stearns. I, I doubt it. I don't see him wanting to deal with the New York media twice a day for 162 <laughs> games plus spring training. There is just. I don't see it. I mean, I know his personality, and I don't see that being something he would really enjoy having to do. Plus, cameras following him around everywhere if if you're running the Mets and all that stuff. Oh, no. I, I can't see it. So I don't think that's going to happen. But let's talk about some other options. What if he goes to Mark and says, hey, man, 
Like, I'm not opposed to managing again for the Brewers, but I want to take a year or two and watch my kids play college baseball or whatever else. And what mm-hmm. if Antonio says, deal? What if you just come up into the front office again like you were before with Doug? We give you a title, uh, and you can come and go as you please, but you still help Matt Arnold out and trying to figure things out. And then we just play it as it goes here for the next few years as these kids develop. Not going to be very good anyhow. Uh, and we move forward from that perspective. I think that's a, a happy medium to let Council do what he wants with his family, if that is something he wants to do, and you don't lose the guy as a future manager. Yeah, I'd be all for that. And I think he, he does understand a lot of, of what works behind the scenes. He obviously did it a little bit before he became manager. You can see how he grinds away in the dugout and with those decisions, which is great. I, that's what I want to see from my manager. But I could see where it's worn on him, and, and he wants to get away from that day-to-day. Uh, to your point, then, if you're in the front office and you just sort of almost like a consultant in a way that, that right. you can give your two cents, you can come in you know a couple times a week and – Maybe you see something, you hear something, whatever. I think I I think that'd be great. I I have no issues with council overall. I mean, there's things, of course. I think he's a very good manager. I think there's things we can always point to, especially in the postseason when when you have a one and nine record in your last ten games that God, you know maybe awful. doesn't work. But but, but maybe but to your point too, maybe he's burned out, and then that sometimes that wears on you in the day to day too. You know, so um, I, I think that'd be a, a fine medium. I think, of course, you'd have to figure out how that works with the incoming manager because is he going to worry about looking over his shoulder because you know, council's going to get the itch again, that kind of thing. I mean, who knows? Um, but I think I'm with you. I can't see him going to New York because he gets, he gets a little irritated with some of the Milwaukee media and that's nowhere compared like you right. said, to New York. Um, as much as he and Stearns might get along, that just, it doesn't seem like a council move, but who knows? Maybe he, maybe he has his mindset on something else. Um, I would, I would welcome that if that's something that can keep him within the organization. Uh, Cause he's done, he has done a ton for the Brewers as a franchise and obviously the success on the field. Uh, there's no reason to just, you know, kick him to the curb if he has any interest in hanging around. And, and maybe there is something to it that, that the relationship remains and he can still help push the, the franchise forward and maybe from a different capacity. Let Pat Murphy do it. He's coached college baseball. Before yeah, he's been on this, that bench, he's but, boys with council. He's not going to be looking over his shoulder. Tell me when you want to come back, Craig. I'm not getting any younger. So, fine. No problem. Yeah, that that might work in a weird way. I mean, he, like you said, he's been there. It seems like the guys like him. Um, so, of course, it, it's one step to your left, but going from bench coach to manager is obviously a, a big difference. But maybe not much would change, just a little bit from the day-to-day. There would be a, a lot of continuity still because they, a lot of players talk about the culture, and I do think that's a big thing in the clubhouse. Well, people don't like hearing it, but I do think it matters. It doesn't yes. mean you're going to win, and it doesn't mean everything. But, um, yeah, I, I think that could work. Why not? People – I mean, everyone seems to love Pat Murphy for one reason or another. A little bit of that old school, but he's he's open to all the new ideas. He's funny. And if it's a one or two year thing, yeah. And it's a one or two year thing and then whether it's council comes back or, or somebody within the organization's ready at that point, yeah, it seems like an easy transition. So I'm I'm all for that kind of uh, kind of stuff. Um, you know, you don't need to go crazy and find the next guy or, or bring in some, you know, retread from before. Uh, you know, follow your own path and, and figure out what works for your franchise. Yeah, absolutely right. I, and I, I totally agree. And hopefully um, that is something that uh, will happen here uh, as we go forward. If he comes back, I'll be elated. I know a lot of Brewer fans won't be, but I like him. I, I think he does a nice job. Tim Muma, of course, is our guy. You want to make sure to follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore Muma. Writes for Brewer Fanatic. Follow Brewer Fanatic on Twitter at Brewer underscore Fanatic as well. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, appreciate it, Sparky. Always happy to talk Brewers. Always fun. There he is, Tim Moomin. Again, 55 past the hour. Your Milwaukee Sports Timeout. Brought to you by Potawatomi Sportsbook. Bet on all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.